Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in a building, rocking and rolling, and I am looking forward to getting into this conversation today. I hope you've been enjoying the most recent episodes. If you're watching on YouTube, go back, binge watch, check them out. If you're listening to the audio, go back through the catalog. We're pumping. I think we're dropping in today at episode 142. That is amazing. So definitely thank you guys for the support. I want to talk about the importance of one communication and, and simple communication. I'm talking about very, very elementary here. I'm talking about the simple fact of introducing yourself to people when you're out. And, and this, this is going to tie together nicely. So today I actually went out for lunch. I'm like, you know, having a good day. I'm going to treat myself. I got a shrimp scampi pizza. If you never had it, it's amazing. Sitting by myself. Now, I was strategic in where I decided to sit at this restaurant because I like to dine by myself. So I go, they're like, oh, you know, choose wherever you want to sit. So I say, I'm going to sit here. And then I change my mind. I'm like, I don't want to be in the draft of the door. So I'm going to pick this spot right here in the corner. So I go to that spot in the corner and I sit there eating my food. And in walks this woman. And I now know her name, but we'll get to that part. She she walks in and she's having a conversation with the bartender and talking to the bartender's daughter. It was bring your child to, to work day and all of these things. So I overhear the conversation and then she kind of loops me into the conversation and we all introduce ourselves and such and what we do for a living, et cetera. And in the conversation, I'm proud of the Griefully podcast and what I've been doing with this movement. So even when I speak from a professional standpoint, what I do for my day job, if you will. I speak about that. But then I turn right in the middle of conversation almost every time. And I say, oh, but I'm a podcaster. I host a grief bully podcast. It's about grief, loss, mental health, just just kind of helping our people in our in our community and just people out there that are bereaved and dealing with loss. And then we get to talking. And this is what I'm saying about that communication speaking up, talking about what you do, introducing yourself, having conversation, being open to learning about other people. Because I always say this, everyone has a story. And I feel there's a great potential that at some point in each other's journey in our story that it will connect and we'll have some similarities. And I think I think I can go out on a limb here and say that I feel that death is one of those things that definitely webs us together. It definitely weaves us together in one capacity or another. And so we get into the conversation and she literally says, it's funny that you say that. And then went into telling me about a current loss that she's dealing with that was very recent of her nephew. It was only about a month prior to this conversation. And I could instantly see, I can see the pain. I can see the agony. I can, in fact, I could feel it. And we were able to just exchange some powerful dialogue with one another. I learned from her. I was inspired by her story, her journey and where she was. And I was able to pour back into her from a grief and loss standpoint and just everything that I know from that. So do you have to be a podcast host? No. Do you have to be at the right place at the right time and in these conversations? Perhaps not. But what I'm saying is this. 
grief and this journey can feel so isolated at times. You can really feel like you're by yourself and no one gets it and no one understands and not even just that, but maybe they will. But you haven't gotten to the point where you feel like you want to express yourself and open up and communicate about it. But you might just be shocked that one time where you decide to really, really genuinely answer that question that everyone says almost every day to someone, how are you doing? Think about it right now. I really want you to pause. When is the last time that someone asked you how you're doing? How's it going? And you really elaborated on how it actually is going. Most of the time we're saying, I'm good. Everything's good. Um, well, you know, my, my line is, oh, I can't complain. Well, I could, but what's that going to do? That's not really opening the door for communication. It's not really inviting support. It's not really providing us that opportunity for us to build with one another and be able to be of a support because we don't know what people are going through and people don't know what we're going through. Does that mean that I'm advocating and saying, hey, I want you to just dump everything on a total stranger? No. But what I am saying is that don't feel, don't make the assumption that no one gets it if we're not necessarily going to be willing to be open to communicate where we are and what our experience has been like and just what that can look like. I found it so beautiful to be able to have that dialogue in the middle of this restaurant about loss, like literally, like we probably were a couple feet from one another as she was sitting at the bar and I'm sitting at my seat. But being able to just exchange those energies, have that communication, say in the real what I'm really going through, what she's really going through. You can have that same opportunity. And especially I feel like when someone is dealing with like really fresh off of a loss, I remember how that feels. I remember exactly what that's like. And even though you can be surrounded by so many people, you can just still feel so alone and so isolated. And so I think that communication and opening up can really lend us great benefits to being able to do that and share it. And that's why I thank you guys for continuing to tune into the grief bully and sharing it with some people and what you've been doing to help us grow with that. So that's really important conversation there. And then and then I kind of want to not kind of I do want to pivot a little bit and, and talk about an experience that I had recently. And I get asked this question about grief when it comes to grieving the living people and how that can be if that's different or similar. And if so, in what ways then grieving someone that has passed. So I'm definitely not going to say names in this regard because out of respect for, for this person, but I have a friend that I grew up with and I knew him for a very long time. I've known him. I still know him. I've known him for a very long time. And we just were in the same friend group. And at some point in life, things mentally for him changed. I still don't know exactly what happened to him or, or what it was. I, I don't know. And I'm not sure that I ever really will know. But the facts that I do know is that my friend, this person that I've known since I was a kid middle school high school adulthood everything it's just not the same person anymore and it's been this way for for quite a few years a, a substantial number and it's not something that I often really talk about but I've I'm still I think I'm still processing 
that loss. And what I mean by that is it's devastating when I realize what happened to him. Like, not exactly I said, I don't know what happened, but that something happened to him and that he's no longer the person that he used to be. He's he's not, he's not the, he's just not. And although this most recent encounter, so I was having a conversation with a friend. Let's say this was on a, a Friday. This was actually, no, this was actually on a Saturday night. We're at a get together. And I mentioned his name. I said, hey, have you saw so-and-so around? She's like, no, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him. I'm like, man, I was thinking about him. So I'm just wondering how he's doing. That was on a Saturday evening, closer to midnight. It was a late night. The grief bully, Jay Nicole, was showing off. And that next day, this is what I mean. This is why I believe in a power greater than myself. I believe in a God. That very next day, I'm driving. And I know his walk. I know his walk. So he's walking in the opposite way. So his back is toward me as I'm turning the curve. I'm coming down the road and I look and I'm like, can't be. Can't be. I mean, like I know it is, but I'm saying I can't be. You know, when you're in those situations where your your eyes, you feel like your eyes are lying to you. Well, that happened. So I go into the store. I'm like, okay, by the time I come out of the store, he'll probably be coming out. And then hopefully we can have a conversation. This is great. I come back around the corner and the exact spot where he is, there was a space for me to be able to pull over. So I pull my car over and there he is. And it, it, it just seems so unbelievable. I told him, I said, I have to call my friend right now so she can hear your voice because otherwise she's not going to believe that the very hours, we're talking hours later, our paths cross. And it was so unbelievably good to feel and to see him to actually talk to him and to see that although he's not himself as I used to know him, this was the most clear and cognizant and himself that he had been in years from my encounters. This is, I can only speak from my own experience with him, but it felt good. He still had his personality, a sense of humor. We share some laughs. I told him that I think about him a lot and and I kind of got emotional, but it was like, I didn't want to, show my emotions to him in his face because I didn't know how he would respond to that. And what I mean by this is I wondered, I got really curious. Do you do, and maybe you can reach out to me if you're listening to this and you're, you're curious as well. But I was asking myself, do people who go through these changes sometimes, I don't know that they always realize that there a change has taken place or maybe how people are perceiving them from the outside looking in. So I didn't want to be offensive because what if he's thinking, hey, I'm good. I'm still myself. Everything is fine. But I'm like, definitely not. I don't know. So I didn't want to be offensive, but I told him how much I cared about him. And and, and it was just tough. But what I was thinking, too, is what what does that mean? So when you know that someone's going through a tough time and they have And you didn't necessarily, I want to say, like, maybe show up the way you would have thought so. Now, this is a complicated, multi-layered situation. And again, out of just privacy and such, I'm not going to go into too many details. But I started feeling guilty. And so I'm bringing me, like, to this point of where we talk about grieving and living and we talk about the fact that although parts of a person may have died or aspects of them, or if if you're talking about a relationship that you have with someone and it's no longer existing, I think sometimes for me, that guilt when it comes to people that are still alive weighs a lot heavier 
because I feel like there's still time or there was time and it's like kind of still there that things could be different. Maybe now I can't change his mental health status in this particular situation, but could I try tried to spend time with him? Could I have tried to be maybe more supportive, more investigative? I don't know, but it, maybe it's just me that when you are faced with certain levels of grief, you start to take on some guilt for whatever reason, even if it's beyond your control and not something that there's anything that you could actually really do about it. I think, I don't know. It kind of left me in a questioning, questioning my character, I guess, kind of situation where it's like, man, you just haven't talked to him in years, haven't seen him in years, but then you're going to sit here and say, I love you, bro. Like, it's good to see you. Like, let's connect and all of that. But like, what have you been doing the last X amount of years? And I want to tell you how I was able to give myself positive self-talk and move out of that negative space was I was living my life because we also do have our own lives to live, although we might want to overextend or extend, reach out, try to help people, try to rectify situations, find peace and reconciliation, etc., but we still have to operate daily in our lives. And the other grief and losses and complications and obstacles and even the joy, because let's be honest, we got to leave room for that in our lives as well. It can't always be about problem solving and creating different outlets and just different stuff like that for people. We have to really put ourselves first sometimes. So to counteract the guilt, I fill it in with the gratitude and I fill it in with reality. The real, the realistic aspects of life and the demands that we have on ourselves and so as much as we want to be able to be in contact with everyone and be in multiple places at one time, it's not humanly possible. So if you've been beating yourself up about not being able to be there and not being able to do as much as you think you should, I want you to take that off your back a little bit today. I want you to say, hey, you know what? I'm doing the best that I can. And if you feel like you might in your life, you might feel like you do have more time and you could have done more. So if that's the case, then try to do that. But Give yourself that grace and just say, hey, you know, life's coming at me a mile a minute. I'm keeping my head above water. I'm keeping my feet to the ground and I'm going to continue to keep working through this. Let's be honest. Things have been really complicated lately for a lot of us. I cannot be the only person who feels like their life. My life has been challenging me lately in ways that I haven't experienced in a long time, but it's been in here. That mental game has been wearing me down. When I talk about the positive self-talk, it has been so necessary, more necessary in this season of my life than I've had to do in a long time. I'm talking about Googling prayers for peace and calmness, writing things down, reciting these prayers. I've been up at 3 a.m. for like multiple nights. I don't know. It just I just get up and I'm just up and then I'm thinking about everything. It's just like so many things are going on and that becomes emotionally taxing. And that's been where I've been lately. And, I, and I'm going to keep pushing through, obviously. But I want to practice what I preach as far as being expressive and telling people where I am and just saying, hey, listen, we can go. It's a tough season. It doesn't mean that this is how life will be. And this is the thing. Super bad things haven't really been like happening. It's just 
I was going to kind of say this, I guess, for another episode, but it's really more so just been battling, battling my current grief, causing me fear about things that haven't happened. So I don't know if I made that make sense. So because I've experienced certain levels of loss and certain levels of grief, those experiences are becoming joy suckers. They are like literally prohibiting me from leaning in and having the most excitement in one of the most exciting times of my life. That was a mouthful to say, so possibly an earful to hear, but I hope that you hear me and I hope that you feel heard if you can relate, if you're like, I am right there with you because I've saw the low of lows. I've felt the hurt of hurts. I am now fearful that new circumstances can breed those same outcomes. And it's terrifying, terrifying, keep you up at night, terrifying, just making you overanalyze. And when those types of things happen, Google, my goodness, as much as I appreciate a good Google search, it can definitely be the enemy. It can be the enemy when you are, I don't want to say I'm preparing myself for the shoe to drop. It's not that. It's just that knowing that that shoe can drop is scary. So I hope that makes sense to you and that we collectively together can start to work to allow ourselves to to let that joy come in, to let it fill us up and just really bring a turnaround. I want my joy back. I've I had seasons where that joy was was really, really basically like just pouring out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And now I'm being allowing my mind to be my worst enemy. So I want to declare and I want you to do it as well that like we will not lose this game mentally. We will not let our past experiences rob us of the present joy and what the future holds. I want to pick my head up. I want to put my chest out and I want to say, you know what? I deserve to enjoy this season and I'm going to enjoy it until I can. And that's facts. Taking it one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time and just saying, hey, you know what? I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I didn't know what yesterday was going to bring, but I am here today and I'm going to show up and I'm going to get as much out of this moment as I absolutely can. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to love on my loved ones so much. I'm going to just get so much more out of it and put that wall up and say, not today. Today I will smile. Today I will fill myself with gratitude and that gratitude will combat that fear and I won't even go down that path. And when I do, because we outwardly express certain things and we go back to the beginning of the communication with other people and bringing other people in into the support system, this ecosystem of support. When you go down that path, those people who you confided in and you chose to use your voice to protect your heart will say, hey, pick your head up. You're good. I'm going to let you cry. I'm going to let you get this moment, but you're going to pick your head up because you deserve it. And we're going to remind ourselves of that. and We're going to lean into that. And that's a super the point that I'll try to drive home here before I wrap this up. Is that we cannot benefit from the deep levels of support. I could cry about the amount of support that I have in my life right now. So many beautiful people who have just been so selfless in this season. I cannot thank you enough. 
But those people cannot be there for you if we do not speak up and let them know what we're going through. So I don't want your shame of how you think people will perceive you, whether that's weak, whether that's a complainer, whether that's negative, whatever you think it is. I will not allow you to allow yourself to be robbed of the benefits, the beautiful benefits and outcome of having people around you that can support you and carry you. Because guess what? Some things that I've shared in this season, I never knew that my closest friends went through certain things because we never talked about it. Who knew? Communication is one of the biggest life hacks to this healing journey and to almost every other aspect in our lives. So if you take nothing else away from this episode, communication is going to be clutch in your healing journey. You deserve the joy. Lean into it. Do not let your fears rob you of that opportunity and that experience. Listen, I hope that something in this episode, you can apply it to your life. And if it's not for you, I've beg you, I ask you, I invite you to send it to someone else in your life. Say, hey, listen, you need to hear this. Just press play, check it out, and then get feedback from them. That could be dialogue starters as well. If you don't know how to share support with people, share something with them and maybe it'll get them to talking and we can move from that point. I'm enjoying rocking with you. Looking forward to the future episodes that we have coming up. Some good things lined up for you. If you're watching on YouTube, drop us a comment. Let us know your thoughts. Share this out with someone else. If you listen to the audio, leave us a review. We haven't had a review in a minute, so I would definitely appreciate that on Apple. Just let us know how you've been enjoying the Gratefully Podcast, and we want to continue to keep growing. Listen, if you're not already, again, I don't know what you're doing at this point. Unless you're new, I'll give you a pass. But you should be following me on Instagram because that's where I hang out the most. And make sure that you're following me there at I underscore AM underscore Jane Nicole. Guys, so next time, you already know, love and light. Peace.